Hey everybody, welcome to episode 60 of Making It. I'm Bob Claggett, here with David Picciuto. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Not much, what's up? <laughs> Hanging out, recording a podcast. Right on. And also, Jimmy DeResta. Hello everybody. Thanks for listening. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm glad I'm back in New York. Remember remember when we used to hang out in North Carolina, Bob? Just me and you? Yeah, South Carolina. I, why do I always say that? I'm sorry. I don't know. But yeah, I remember it because it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it was a couple <laughs> days ago. Yeah, the good old days. Way back. Well, yeah, I guess it was two days ago. 48 hours ago. Yeah. yeah let's, so Let's talk about it. Tell, tell me about your experience. So we were in uh, Charleston, South Carolina for an event called Protocon, and it was a... I guess you would call it like a product development conference. Yeah, it seemed like there was a guys there just discussing the ins and outs of product development, getting patents, whether that's even worth it, and marketing your product. And then we were up there yeah. just, we were invited to be on a panel of a Q&A, me, uh, Bob and Izzy, and Ben Heck, was the mm-hmm. four of us. And ben, yeah, Ben Heck was the keynote, so he did his, his keynote speech thing, and uh, then we did a kind of an hour-long YouTube talk and talked about mm-hmm. YouTube and education and videos and stuff. And then there were some people talking about um, commercialization and licensing and, you know, lots of different stuff. They had a little maker lab out there where they were do- doing some printing and circuit stuff. And it was good, though. It was a cool cool event. Not too big, but, you know, just enough people that it was, like, easy to get through and stuff. So we had fun. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. And then we got to go to Izzy's house. Which was cool. Oh yeah, we got to see Ooh. Izzy shop in person, live, live and in person. Yep, that was cool. Got to ride on the bulldog that he made. <laughs> pretty crazy. That was fun. And then we played with his quad, his uh, his DJI copter, which he crashed. It came to a stall, and I got it on on uh, Snapchat. It was fun. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. He was flying it around in his front yard, and he's like, "Yeah, watch, I can fly it really far over here." And flies it way down the road, flies it back, and it's just hovering right above his front yard. Like, I don't know, 300 feet up or something pretty far up there. It seems high. And it's just like sitting there flat, you know, and he's talking. And then I think he just turned off the remote, not thinking about it. And it just fell straight down. <laughs> <laughs> and it hit the tree on the way down, kind of landed in the tree, you know, but still hit the ground. He picked it up, set it upright and took it off and it flew just fine. Yeah. It was amazing. I thought for sure that thing would have exploded, but yeah. <laughs> It was amazing. It's pretty awesome. Dead dead yeah. drop. Like the tree did break its fall, but it was a dead drop from at least 100 feet or more. Yeah. Pretty far up there. I started panicking because yeah. I was watching on the camera. I'm like, it's it stopped. It stopped. It stopped. It's falling. <laughs> I started screaming because <laughs> no. <laughs> and I, I was hoping he would like hit the switch and it would like come back to life and save itself, but it didn't. Yeah. So. But it was cool. We had a good time and. Um, Cool to see a lot of people came out and hung out with us and talked to us and stuff. So Yeah, we had a, an afternoon, sort of a late afternoon lunch with a, a lot of fans. And then we w- walked around the main drag there and a lot of fans came and hung out with us while we kind of went in and out of shops. It was fun. We met a lot of cool people. A lot of people, mm-hmm. like, again, just just like we always do when we go to a new city, we meet people that we've been talking to online. We get to put a face and a personality to the Facebook meme or whatever it is. So it was definitely it was definitely a lot of fun. Cool. So what did you do this weekend, David? Uh, I worked on my cabinets. <laughs> cool. So yeah, I, I uh, I'll just talk about. I'll just dive into what I'm working on. Dive uh, in. Yeah. So I finished up the cabinets. I actually finished them last night. Took way way longer than I thought. A whole week longer, due to poor planning and not knowing about 
hinges. And so <laughs> that is done. Can and you that, explain that a little bit more? I can. So, all right. So the first set of hinges that I got were, um, they're made to mount on the side. And I wanted the kind that mounted to the back of the face frame. Like, is it like so, European hinges? Is it that kind of hinge? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. ones that have the adjusting screws in them. Right. Mm-hmm. And and they come in two pieces. There's the hinge and then the plate. Yeah. So the guy at the store is like, oh, this is what you need. And I'm like, great. I get it home. And, and so just to, just so you know, the, the, the doors are inset and there's a face frame. So the doors are flush with the face frame. Yeah, well, that's called, when you buy those, you call them inset or, or overlay, which means the door, the door overlays the frame or is inset in the frame. So those are the two right. types you get. And then, so th- I get home and I'm like, Oh, I got the wrong ones. These are the kind that mount to the side, not to the back of the cabinet. So I actually went to another store in town that has a way bigger supply of Euro hinges. And they're like, oh, we have the hinge that you want, but we don't have the plate for it. So we'll order the plate, come back in two days and get it. So third trip to the store, I, I get the the plate and the hinge and they're the kind that I need but they're too wide and my face frame in the back is only to make maybe an inch wide but the face frame on the front is an inch and three quarter so there's not enough room for the hinge and it overlays onto where the glass would be so they don't work so then the third another trip to the store and I get regular just brass hinges you know just and then I installed them they went on just fine but I try. Oh, after the second set of hinges didn't work, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make the first set work. I'll just build out the side of the cabinets and install them. I build them out to so they're flush with the inside of the face frame, and the doors still catch as they're swinging open. And I'm like, this is terrible. So I I knock off the the build out, and there's a hole there from the mortise that I drilled from the previous hinge. And so I just took another sheet of quarter inch or eighth inch plywood and I covered up the insides of it to cover up all my mistakes. You can't even tell that I went through three different versions of hinges unless you look at the back of the door and there's a bunch of holes drilled where the former hinges. So anyways, lots of, lots of trips to the store for the hinges. I screwed up the piece of glass uh, during the etching process. So there was a second trip to get the glass for it. Then I didn't realize I, I, I realized I didn't have enough shelf pins that I needed. So it was another trip to the store. Yeah. And when I was actually making at the beginning stages, I didn't buy enough walnuts. So it was like a second trip. Like it was just trip after trip after trip. And it was so frustrating. I almost put it aside to finish it later on in the year, <laughs> but I got through it and it's done. I finished them last night. They look great. Uh, thank you. And so I just need to edit the video, but I don't have time to edit the video this week. So probably edit the video over the weekend and release it next week. So this week, what I'm working on is getting my shop ready for a shop tour. My buddy Eric is coming over to do to help me film it on Saturday. It's all going to be handheld and he's going to follow me around with a camera. And uh, so I'm trying to organize and, and find homes for, for all the tools. So I'm just getting ready for that. Nice. Oh, that's my cool. next project. I'm going to plan so much better. I'm going, it, it was, it was so frustrating. It, was, it should have been done a week. Well, ago. all the problems you just went through with this particular project now are all embedded in your memory. So the next time you have to do right. anything like it, you don't really have to plan as much because you know, all the problems that you need to. Exactly. To work yeah, around. I mean, I, 
I, it was definitely a learning experience for mm. me. I've, I've learned my lesson. I know what to do next time. Those hinges are intimidating. That, those type of, uh, yeah. well, they're intimidating to someone that's never done them. Once you do them a couple times, they're great. I actually should do a tips video about putting those hinges in and different types of hinges. Mm, yes. Hmm. Good idea. I'm going to write that down. Hold on. Take there you give go. me a second while I write that down. Hinge tip video. <laughs> when you get yeah. to uh, 500,000 subscribers, you can do a hinge video. That's a good idea. Show your hinge collection. <laughs> I'm going to show so, my spoon collection first. You mentioned plumbing, and that's exactly the same <laughs> scenario that I go through every single time I have anything to do with plumbing. Every single time. I get the wrong fitting. The I measure the inside diameter instead of the outside diameter or mm. some, you know, thing. <laughs> every single time. I hate plumbing stuff. <laughs> I still don't know. I mean, know. even though the... I, I'm sorry, I still don't know when someone says, oh, that's a quarter inch pipe. I'm like, but it's like an inch and a half thick. What does that mean? I don't even know. Dave knows all that. So I always got to check with Dave. I'm like, what is the size of this pipe? So when I go to the hardware store and he tells me and it has no visible relationship to whatever, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. three quarter pipe. And then you get it and it's like, you know, as big as a baseball bat. I'm like, what the? I'm going to get a million comments for saying that now. Gonna go. It's simple. It, the three quarters refers to the inside opening, but I can't. Well, it's just like anything else, that. you know. Yeah, if that's the thing that you do, plumbers, yeah. they're embedded in that, and they they you know do it enough times. I do plumbing stuff once a year, max, as little as possible. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so like only when I absolutely have to, I'll do plumbing, and then I get all confused about the fittings and the you know whatever. Is it a pressure fit or a compression or is it a I don't know. There's all these acronyms now too. Yeah. When you go to Home Depot and you look on the all the fittings, there's acronyms that didn't exist a few years ago. I think there's something called a snake bite. Do you guys hear about that? Is, there, is that what am I saying it right? Is there a snake bite type of pipes? Yeah. Yeah. Something. It's like a quick fitting yeah. or something. But yeah. Anyway. I always find myself I'm standing in the aisle at Home Depot and I have my phone out and I'm watching like a YouTube <laughs> installation video of all the like I'm I'm learning while I'm in the aisle to try to figure out what I need to buy. Yeah. Uh, and we all know, like a, a ten minute, like the store, the supply store, the wood, the wood, uh, the lumber place. They're only like fifteen minutes away, but you know, it's a, it's way more than just a fifteen minute drive there, fifteen minute drive back. You're there for fifteen minutes. You're stop. You have to stop what you're doing. You're taken out of your flow for the day. You get back, and then you have to go back because you get the wrong fitting. Yeah, every single time. Well, for me, um, I just finished up. Actually, I, I can. This is a project that I can show off. Here on the show. Ready? Here it is. Ready? See, you didn't hear that, right? Because it's a mute switch for my microphone. Oh, that that's cool. Yeah, I thought you were yeah. going to pull something out from under the table. No. I got excited. Um, yeah, so you, obviously <laughs> I could be totally lying. But I did make a mute switch for my, for my microphone. So if I need to cough or something, I can just step on the switch. And you can't hear it. So that's what I was working on. Um, it's a really simple circuit. You know, it's a, I have an XLR mic. Um, so it was a really simple circuit. So I decided to make the box for it out of a, like a hardwood and then aluminum on the top and bottom, just so it was a little more interesting than just a box. So you just cut the circuit to, on the microphone wire. You just cut the line on the microphone yeah. wire. Well, you don't actually cut it. You short it. So yeah. you connect it. Oh, really? Um, you connect to the terminals. There's three terminals. It's a phantom powered microphone. So it has requires 48 volts to work. And so when you short that out, no audio gets through. So, uh, that's what I'm doing for this one. It was really simple, but that was the project. And then um, that's coming up. That'll be out by the time this airs. And then I'm finishing up the editing for, uh, I made a shovel guitar for this guy named Rob Scallon. He's a YouTube musician. And he put up his video this week of him playing that. 
So he plays some heavy metal on it in the forest. He rocked that shovel hard. Yeah, he does it that. Was, it, it was pretty awesome. It doesn't awesome. sound like as much music can come out of that one string as he makes it sound like. It's incredible. Yeah, he's good. He's really good. It's yeah. really so, insane. So I'm finishing my video for the build for that thing, and it'll be up next week after this this show airs. But we got kind of off schedule. We were going to try to release at the same time, and you know, sponsors and schedules and stuff just didn't work out. So anyway, but yeah, that's what I'm up to. What about you, Jimmy? I just uh, when we got back, I, I of course I have a never-ending list of things to do, and I'm working on a Federa. I probably mentioned it last week. A Federa electric guitar company has given me wood from Brooklyn and so I'm working on their sign. Dan will be happy to hear that if Dan's listening. This is something I've been meaning to do literally since the summertime. And uh, I'm also going to work on a, a sign for uh, our friends at American Greenlight for a trade show for them. It's a trade. They've given me plenty of light so I'm going to give them back a little sign. And uh, just prepping. So uh, it's gonna. It's one of those couple of weeks. I know I haven't really been putting out a lot of content but it's one of those weeks, couple of weeks where I have like four half done movies on my on my computer and then they'll all kind of finish up at the same time. And uh I decided today what my core video is gonna be and uh it's gonna be a toolbox. So I'm gonna make a toolbox for myself. It's a little it's like uh it's kinda like a mechanics toolbox, but for woodworking tools. So it's gonna be a little unusual. Hmm. So I'm I just kinda came to that realization today that's something I need and something that's gonna be a good build. And um I'm working on my, uh, I'm making a desk for this children's room that I'm working on. So once I get the prototype done, I'm going to have to make eight of them. So I'm working on that today as well. So just a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Moving it, moving it all along. Oh, and by the way, Dave Welder and I shot a, a Q&A video last night where I kind of talk about some of the cool mail I've been getting. And Dave and I just answer questions in the workshop. And uh, Dave's cutting that together now. It's probably going to be about 25 minutes long. And it'll probably be on my channel. And uh, that should be fun. Sweet. So awesome. Yeah, we're going to try and do that maybe once a month because we get a lot of questions to the two of us, and we both get a lot of mail to the shop, you know, to the PO box that services the shop. So it's uh, just want to say thank you to a lot of people that are sending me cool stuff. Plus, I awesome. like it when you talk in the videos. Yeah, thank you. It's fun. It yeah. gives us too. It's uh, we just ask like on Twitter and and Snapchat, ask us a couple of questions, and you know, we get silly ones, we get smart ones, and. Ones that cause us to act like idiots. So <laughs> that doesn't take much, right? Awesome. Yeah. No, <laughs> not when I'm with Dave. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So today we have a broad topic, but we're going to start it off with this one email from Lewis. And so I'll read the email from Lewis, and we'll we'll go ahead and get started. Lewis writes: I recently got an iPhone. I've had an Android for years. With that said, I was wondering if any of you guys have an iPhone, and if you guys do, do you guys have any woodworking related apps? I've I've had some for my Android, but they don't seem to have ones for the iPhone. And the quick answer to that is I don't have any woodworking apps on my phone. But I do have a bunch of other apps. I do have, I have an iPhone, and I think all of us do. But I do use a bunch of other apps to help me in my woodworking or making or whatever I'm doing. And that includes, number one, is Google and YouTube. Mm. So I yeah. run into issues... Uh, with hinges and I'll just <laughs> look it up yeah <laughs> and I'll just look it up and I'm like oh no wonder I have the wrong type of hinges um and so that's when my phone comes in really handy in the shop or when I'm standing in the aisle at Home Depot uh something else is I notes 
I use notes all the time. So when I really want to be organized and build something fast, unlike this last project, I will list out all the cuts that I'm going to do. And what that does is there's no thinking involved. Once I'm okay, so I, I cut the sides. Now I know I'm going to do the cross cuts and then I'm going to do all the rips and then I'm going to do this and this and this and notes makes me really efficient, which I didn't do for the last project. So, uh, <laughs> um, sometimes I'll have my laptop in the shop and I'll have my SketchUp model in there and I can always go back and double check measurements. Um, I don't... I don't have any woodworking apps. I think they talk about, I think the ones that do exist talk about like wood movement and moisture. Um, not something I really concern myself with too much. I just prepare for wood movement and everything that I do, unless I'm working with plywood. Um, but I do use the calculator quite a bit because I'm trying to figure out like, okay, so if uh, my top needs to be this wide or this long, if I want it to stick out an inch and a half and I have this face frame and I blah, 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 blah. So I use the calculator quite a bit. So that is me. Do you guys have any apps that you like to use? Well, I, I don't really have any woodworking apps on my phone. I do remember that when the iPhone first came out, there were some. There were like uh, some levels where you could use the... You <laughs> the know, level was cool. Yeah, you could use that. And I feel like maybe there was some sort of a measure, measuring one. Um, had something to do with like a sound from the speakers and it would pick up the delay... You know, it would like used a re like a like a ping, and mm -hmm. it would the microphone would pick up the delay, so you could measure a distance, which seems like a very novel thing to do, but totally impractical. And that's yeah. kind of the way I felt about like even the uh, the measure or the uh, level. You know, it's like right. it's a it's an interesting idea, proof of concept. But like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just if you're in your shop? I mean, in a pinch, sure. You're hanging a shelf. You know, it you was know, really but... for the person who was hanging like a, a picture. Yeah, I guess so. Thing. Yeah. I was actually on set once with a couple cameramen and they started showing it to each other when the iPhone first came out and they all dug it and they used it to level off their tripods for whatever it was worth. Yeah. But, you know, most tripods have a little spirit level on them anyway. Yeah. I mean, I could see you like know, in one. that case, you know, if, if you're in a pinch, yeah, it's awesome to have. But mm. I've never really felt the need to... I guess I've never known of an app that would be useful enough to use. I would be curious what types of apps um, that guy actually had on his Android phone that he found useful, you know, hmm. for that type I'm of just thing. looking through the apps right now while we're talking. I'm going through the app list and it's just a ton of, it's like woodworking tips, lots of, you know, and they're very competitive. They're all very similar to each other. There's nothing that doesn't seem to stand, that there's nothing that seems to stand out. Hmm. Um, you know, woodworking masterclass 500 tutorial videos and you got to pay for these but i can't imagine there isn't anything that somebody's given away for free on youtube um some woodworking 101 you know yeah. basic woodworking tools it's all just stuff that we could just you know and if you google what it is you're curious about i'm sure you could find it specifically on youtube yeah so i'd be curious if him or anybody else you know if they know of an app that's actually useful and they found to be useful in the shop or something i would love to hear about it they should tweet at us or email. That'd be cool. It's there's one that's five bucks. It's a woodworking calculators, and you know I don't know. I just use a regular calculator because you know all those things. I guess it just kind of formulates a lot of the different stuff. Like if you're trying to find the area of a triangle, I guess it just short circuits. You know what you would ordinarily know. Hmm. You know if you if you aren't very good with geometry, I'm pretty good with geometry, so I can. There's nothing I really can't. I've never like got cornered where I'm like I have to go download an app that's a woodworking calculator the one thing i personally use quite a bit is 
the conversions for weight and area and the distance, you know, between metric yeah. and, you know, imperial. I do that all the time, going back and forth, not one to the other. I'm always going one to the other and back and forth. So that that's a free app. That's, that's just a... Well, and you can do those type of conversions directly in Google. If you Google what yeah, is absolutely. X inches in millimeters, it will just give you the answer. Yeah. yeah, that's one thing that's great that Google in the last couple of years, it just gives you answers to anything. In the beginning, you have to dig for an app that would do that, but now it's just anything. Like they don't really have translator anymore. It just shows up. It's like, all right, what is the language? Just tell me. You know, it's like Google's like annoyed already. They're like, okay. okay. <laughs> it's like, let's get past the formalities of uploading a whole new page. Just tell me what you want me to do. There's a, a thing, I haven't used this in several years, <laughs> called Wolfram Alpha. Have you heard of this? It, it was, I don't know the state of it now. I'm sure it's just more and more advanced than it was then. But it was an engine that would answer basically any question. And would you could ask it, you know, it wasn't Google where it's returning search results for pages. It was answering questions based on what it could find. And I think, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, Siri pulls from that. Probably, yeah. That makes sense. So you could say, you know, like, what is the, uh, I don't know, what's the the difference, the density difference between the earth and the sun or some crazy thing like that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Look up your woodworking calculator. Siri, what's the density difference between the earth and the sun? I don't even know how you would answer that question. Let me check that. Here's what I found on the web for what's the density difference between the earth and the sun. He has British Siri. (laughs) 15 pounds. 15 pounds. 15 pounds. That sounds no, right. That sounds right. It's like a, sure. it's like a gallon like a, and a half. That's the difference. It's like a seven-page calculation. Well, that, that's my point is like when you ask her, she's she's Googling or binging or whatever, trying to find a page that has an answer on it. Wolfram, Can you guys tell her what the hell that means? <laughs> Wolfram Alpha um, was something that would actually compute the – it would try to give you compute the answer and give you the answer for whatever types. And it wasn't all measurement stuff. It's like anything, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, it would be interesting to look up that site and see what the state of it is now and how you could use it to do some of the conversion type stuff. Maybe it would be overkill for that. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I have issues like uh, I'm adding and subtracting fractions. So mm-hmm. anytime I get uh, beyond a quarter of an inch increments, I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Now what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, you know, it's funny. I, I, I am always, and I have them in my, because I've always like bought old machines, toolbox and stuff. There's always like that little conversion chart, which shows you the decimal right. too. And I have a, ca- I have a caliper, which converts back and forth between fractions to decimal points, which is also useful. But I'm also just always jumping on the phone to, to Google to right. say, you know, what is the decimal point for five sixteenths or whatever it is. Yeah. Oddly, um, using a CNC more in the last couple of years has mm-hmm. embedded a lot of those answers in my brain already because it was sure. stuff that I never really had to figure out. Mm-hmm. And then 0.375. Yes. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. Three eighths. Three eighths. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But you know, some of that stuff. 0.125. You just, that's an eighth. Very good. Yeah. 0.0625. Five sixteenths. Anyway, I just guess. Oh, I like pop quizzes. <laughs> pop quiz, pop quiz, hot shot. Um, yeah. So, anyway, I think there's conversion tools that are probably be helpful. But other than that, like, I don't know what else you would use. You know what I use my iPhone for constantly, and it's the most useful thing because uh, I'm, I'm always dealing with clients, and they send me pictures, and there's diagrams in some cases, and and even drawings that I do. 
I'm always doing screenshots. So when you go through my phone, it's full of screenshots. Uh, Bob, we hung out this weekend. I said, everything that's like a bit of information I need to refer to again later, I just do a screenshot of it. I even do screenshots of, you know, in, in our case, I get a lot of fan mail and uh, fan fan mail that I have to reply to. And if I don't have the time to reply to that fan mail, I'll do a screenshot of the top of the email so I could remember their name hmm. and I can go search their name later. Because if I go like, oh, I'll just answer Eric back later. And then like a day later, I'm like, I knew his name was like, began with a letter in the first half of the alphabet. <laughs> and then I'm like Googling A and seeing if any of those names ring a bell, B, any of those, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. I think I'm going to remember stuff and I just absolutely don't. So more importantly, like uh, color schemes of stuff, people will Ooh. send me swatches and pictures of color schemes. I just do a Google, I just do a quick screen grab and then it's in, it's kind of first and foremost in my, in my photo album that's interesting so So you're using like your photo your camera roll as like the one point of entry for you to find stuff in all these other. yeah and then you know those are all just temporary bits of information that i can just go back and delete later Hmm. like as a matter of fact like look at my i'm sorry my phone is on uh but if you notice you see you see that those are all the twitter questions that came in yesterday i just did screen grabs of them as they came in so that i wouldn't forget to answer them later and then i went through them one at a time in order as they came in hmm and then I'll delete them because I've already answered them. I used to use this in my in the design world all the time. It doesn't really apply to woodworking, but there's a, an Adobe Color app. Like you can take a picture of something, and it'll kind of average out the different colors in that picture, and then you can actually get your a color palette from there. Like it'll pull oh. complementary colors. I forget what it's called. Um, maybe it's just Adobe Color with a K. But uh, it's a really cool app if you are trying to get a, a good color palette. And color is hard for some people. Sometimes it's hard for me. Yeah. And uh, so when you, you're looking for complementary colors, it's, it, it's a good app. Interesting. Yeah, so Jimmy's flipping through. He has a bunch of different sketches and stuff that he has here. Huh. There's conversations that I have with, you know, with the clients. And I'm like, oh, is this a good solve? This was in an email and, you know, I just have to do a quick screen grab of it. Otherwise, I'll never remember where the hell to find it. Hmm. So that's what really works for me is just doing screen grabs. Like, look at this as a screen grab of just a little piece of a note, which I knew was very important. So I'll zoom into a picture and I'll just do a screen grab of it because that's the only thing I need to remember about it. So as far as on my phone, I mean, I do use a lot of tools and we've talked about a lot of these before. I don't want to rehash that same stuff. But, you know, Trello is something I use on the desktop and on my phone. And I use that a lot. Um, recently I've started using the reminders app from Apple and all the Android has all the same stuff, just they're called different things. Um, but I use the reminders app as a checklist. And so what I'll, what I've started doing now, and David, I know this is something you've done for a long time is in the morning, I'll open it up, type in a list of things that I want to try to get done in that day. And then I check them off as I go through. And if I don't, then they just carry over to the next day, you know, and that helps me. Those are, I I think of those as like tasks. Those are like little things, not Mm -hmm. like shoot a video. I I can remember that I need to shoot a video, right? It's like, you know, I need to edit this plan or I need to take the screenshots of this video or whatever little task thing that just has to happen. Sometimes, I don't want to get off target, off tangent here, um, but I will actually put shoot the video on there because I get such a great satisfaction of checking that off when, Mm. when it's done, so... I know it's really satisfying to me to, and I can go back and I, see, and I can see what I accomplished for the day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. However it works for you to, to right. get your tasks done. I mean, like I said, I've used other tools. So I have kind of like a macro level of 
tasks and then a micro level of tasks. And so they're just kind of in different tools. One I look at on a daily basis, one I look at on an hourly basis, you know, so that I know what I'm supposed to be doing next and what I have to do tomorrow. They're, they're diff- different things in my mind. So Jimmy uses his hand, correct? Or- yeah. Look at my palm right now. Yeah. <laughs> his words all over it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sharpie. <laughs> I was sitting, actually, I, I didn't, oh, I told you guys very briefly, but I'll tell the audience. So T- Taylor's uncle uh, works for Samsung. He's a, he's in charge of all the retail shops. Like he's in charge, if there's, I don't know, 60,000 retail shops that sell Samsung products, he's in charge of them and hiring them and staffing them. It's, incre- it's, a, it's an incredible job. So last night Samsung opened up like a, their showcase store. They're not going to actually sell stuff, but all they're going to do is showcase new technology. You can come in, experience it. They're 40 uh, virtual reality glasses, their new phones, their tablets, everything. So last night was the opening and Florence in the machine, who I don't know very well. I've only ever seen on Saturday night live perform live. And we were sitting, it was a, it was a very intimate setting, but they, they did a, uh, about 12 song set and we were right in the front and it, and it was incredible. Most incredible singer I've probably seen live in person as close as I was. She was great. And I, again, I didn't know what to expect, but it was it was really awesome, and um, I'm in the front row uh, of of this Samsung event. And Taylor's uncle asked me not to pull my iPhone out. He said, "Please don't pull your iPhone out because we're right in the front, and if we get photographed and you're holding an iPhone, it just won't look good for PR photos." Hmm. And so, in the middle, the event was at least an hour and twenty thirty minutes. It was a really long thing. So I kept writing on my palm things that I would have like texted to myself or emailed to myself in between songs. So that's why I'm sitting there in the front row and I keep scribbling things on my palm that I have to remember to do when I get back home. I love that your so. brain is always going and you're working even when you're not working. <laughs> oh, I can't forget to do that when I get home at midnight. You know, these little things that I always put off to the end of the day. And uh, sometimes I would email my other email account to remind myself or, or open up and do a screen grab of the email. I would leave myself a voicemail so I would remember to write myself an email to my other email account, <laughs> and then I would text myself to remind myself to check my voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, no. What I, what I would do is if I was able to open my phone in that circumstance, if we weren't like front and center at like a Samsung event, I would just open up certain emails and certain things I needed to do and just do screen grabs of them so that later when I get home, I just go through my pictures. And those are the things I have to remind myself to do and emails I need to answer back. And so, yeah, it was fun. And that, that being said, I might actually, Samsung came out with a new 3D camera, so I was talking to Mike mm. about maybe getting me one to play with. Do like a, you know, Samsung virtual reality in my shop, which is something everybody keeps asking me to do. But they have a brand new 3D camera they're coming out with, so I might play around with that. Do you guys find any of these applications, phones, screens, computers, a roadblock in the shop? You know what I find? I, I sit down at Skype every time. And then also now I'm trying to learn Fusion 360. So I've been going through the tutorial. Uh, a lot of people talk about Fusion 360. We even talked about it over the weekend, Bob, right when we were at that conference. Mm-hmm. Um, the, a couple people talked about it, how it's such a powerful program and it's free and you could send directly to, to digital fabrication machines from it. You could make in it and then set up G-code right from it. And I I just am having such a hard time with it. It's just very difficult for me. So... Well, it's one of those things. I mean, if you're anything like me, it's one of those things that I will not learn until I have a reason to learn it. So yeah. no matter much how, how much I want to, until I have a thing that I have to 3D print and I make myself sit down in front of that program instead of something different, that's how I'm going to learn it, you know. But I, for me, yeah, software like that can often get in the way where I go, I sit down, okay, I'm going to do a SketchUp model. I can get through SketchUp pretty easily. So I start doing, and then I realize I don't know how to do this one thing. 
and I spend an hour fill learning it. how to do that one thing. <laughs> a and fillet then it's or a like, curve or an intersect. I, I, it's like always. Yeah. Any me. kind of curve, you know, I just don't, <laughs> it's one, it's like plumbing. I don't do it enough that I don't, you know, I don't know it off the top of my head. So I have trouble with software and things in that way where I'm not familiar enough and they get in the way, but it's usually only on occasion because I don't use them enough personally. But I, I don't usually let social media get in the way. Like I'm usually like uh, glue is drying. So I'll check Twitter or um, I'm in between a couple things and I'll, I'll check Twitter, or Instagram, but on a day that I release a video, I cannot be productive because yeah. I am so curious on the comments coming in. Because <laughs> that first hour is like, that's those are your core subscribers, right? Those yeah. are the ones that can't wait for your video to come out. And I'm always looking forward to what they have to say. And I'm just, I just cannot get any work done on a day I, I release a video. Well, I mean, you have to take that in. Uh, personally, I take that into consideration and I plan for that, right? So Certainly. I know that when I release a video, I'm going to be glued to the computer that day. So I save up tasks for the few days before that, that only can work at the computer. And then when I sit down, I do those things. And if mm -hmm. I get distracted, I'm not leaving the room to get distracted. I'm right. flipping windows, you know, mm -hmm. and then I flip back. And, and so I, I have tried because I think that's an issue for everybody who is online, who creates things and put them out in whatever form, Yeah, you know, you just have to, to save up the work that's going to be local to wherever you are. And, and I mean, that's just the same as saying like, well, metal work, you know, I'm not going to do one little piece of metalwork and the rest woodwork today. I'm going to save up my tiny little metalworking things until I can sit down and do all of them at the same time. It's like batching email or anything mm -hmm. else, but mm -hmm. yeah. You guys want to have something funny. So what I, I usually put a video out like at two or three or four in the morning and then I go to sleep. And then when I wake up in the morning, typically not always on a Sunday or a Saturday morning, I wake up and that's when I have, you know, several common emails and those are usually in one thread. If you use an iPhone, they usually come in one thread. So I throw the whole thread away. So I immediately alleviate that many. You can turn those off, Jimmy. I've told you that a hundred times. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing because I know you would say that. <laughs> so I throw that, I throw that email. So I immediately delete hundreds of emails and then I go to the actual video and I respond to them, you know, within the video comment section and I read through them in, you know, order of sequence, in which they came. Because if you read them out of order, then there's like an argument that's happening. You don't know where it started. So I read them in sequence. Right. So it, it, See, okay. This is like one of those things where it's just a difference in personality and like, what you know, where <laughs> we want to spend our time. No, I'm not dogging on you no, or anything no, no. like that. You're right. But it, got me, it gets right. me thinking about like, I have found that there's a lot of stuff like that, like deleting an email that I know I don't want that's going to come in on a regular basis it's far more useful for me to get rid of that like one little speed bump because even though it only takes a second to delete an email, if I have to delete that same email 10 times a day or 100 times a week or whatever the thing is, that's it adds up to time that, you know, is is not spent doing something I want to do. Mm -hmm. So um, this is totally unrelated, but it made me think of it. So Jimmy is showing us his 417 unread emails. <laughs> So, okay, I do, this is totally unrelated, but I think it makes a point. Um, I do most of the laundry in our house because the laundry room is right behind my desk. And so it's in a space that I'm already in. So it kind of makes sense that I do a lot of it. But I found that I wasted so much time matching socks for four kids. It's ridiculous, right? And so it dawned on me that, and another thing is turning shirts inside out. Every time I do laundry and I have to turn a hundred shirts inside out or right side out because they're inside out that's a waste of a huge amount of time in one sitting. 
Whereas if you take that and you break that down to each time a kid takes a shirt off, if they can turn it right side out, it puts a little bit of load a, a spread across a, a week versus a lot of load spread across 30 minutes. And same thing for matching socks. Like you don't need to match 30 so- pairs of socks at one time. You match a pair of socks when you put them on in the morning. That way it spreads that load. So that same concept I think works in like the shop. Like, you know, do you sweep up after every single time you make a cut on the table saw? No, that would be stupid. You wait till you're done with the work and then you sweep up, you know? So anyway, there's a lot of things like that, like checking email, like deleting emails and like answering notifications and all these little things that are handy, but they can also get in the way if it's something that you have to stop your train of thought to take care of. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It, in all of this, what I have learned though is as in making YouTube videos, also in office and shop organization, everybody has a different way of doing things and what works for them works for them. Right. Oh, so yeah. no like Jimmy just taking screenshots of everything, He's taking a screenshot of an email to some people sounds crazy. But that's a method that works really well for Jimmy, right? Yeah. yeah. You guys are talking about me like like I'm like the uh, no, 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 no. mental patient in the room. We'll call him James. And then he <laughs> but that works for him. That's, oh, a, yeah. that's a method that he found that works for him. And the same thing is like, you know, we've all been asked, like, what's the what's the formula for making uh, to be to have a successful YouTube channel? Well, it's different for everybody, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like we do three different things and, and you put 10 people in a room and everybody does something different. So there is no magic formula except for make good content or have an organization set up that works for you. Yeah. And, you know, that's the same thing applies to like we're talking about that stuff relative to creating content. But um the tools that we use to do our job would inhibit somebody whose main job was making furniture. You know, if like, if that's their thing that pays their bills is making furniture and they want to also be included or be a part of or invested in YouTube, YouTube could be a deterrent for them to actually get their work done, you know? And so it's like, you're totally right. It depends on what you do and what you need to get your job done. Um, and then, you know, your personality of course goes into it, what's useful and what's not useful and all that. But I think it's interesting cause like, you know, um, the output of your, of your job, uh, really has a lot to do with what tools are useful or not useful. You know, what, what gets in the way and what, what's actually makes your job easier to do. Mm-hmm. It's very different. Actually today before we, we, we talked, um, and, and actually, it, today's a good example. I can't always turn my, my, my volume off. So I hear my phone go, bing, I got a text message. Bing, I got a text message. And then there's certain people in my life, which, you know, it's hard for you, to, it's hard for me or you to change somebody else's behavior. But they send me a text message. And instead of writing one long sentence, they say, today, send, I send, want to send, you, a send. And so my phone's going and the other one's going bing, 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 bing. And I think the world is ending. And I come over there and somebody has some silly question, but they didn't structure it in one sentence. They they kept having these random thoughts. And like I said, there's a few people in my life that send me messages like that. So from time to time, I turn my ringer off. But today I kind of got lost in the day and and I didn't turn my ringer off. And Bob, you texted me and you said, we're doing a podcast today. Would you like to join us? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> if I turn my, my phone off, there are times when I turn my ringer off. I don't look at my phone for, I get like submerged in my work and I don't look at my phone for an hour. 
and there's like 25 text messages and, you know, two or three of them are urgent. Most of them are garbage, but like today would have been urgent if I kept you guys held up till five o'clock. That would have been, I would have felt horrible, but you know, just cause I got lost in thought and Siri forgot to remind me. You know, there's a, a tool on the iPhone. This is iPhone specific, I believe. So Android people, sorry. Um, the VIP stuff. Are you familiar with the VIP? Mm-hmm. So you can set certain people as VIPs. And then when you put your phone on do not disturb, oh. you don't get notifications for anything except for those people. Oh, um, you know, so like I, I would do that with to- Taylor, but I mean, I, I should add you guys to it too, in case I'm yeah. ever forgot, forgot again. Well, it's only 60. It's like the first time I think I totally forgot. Yeah. Is it? Because this is, yeah, 60. But I'm saying, is this the first time I totally forgot to join you guys? Well, I mean, like we do, we do two episodes a week and you're here for <laughs> half of them. So yeah, I just didn't want to say anything. You, know, I mean, <laughs> you got me. That was funny. I'm like, wait a minute. There's another podcast that you guys do? <laughs> yeah. It's called Making It Without Jimmy. That's what, that's what that one's called. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you know, I live in fear of that. I, I, every day, single day I say to tell, I said, there's something important that's happening that I'm supposed to be there. Like, uh, did I guys t- t- tell you guys, you know, I went to Arizona Cocktail Week where I made the bar, which is my latest video. For some reason, one day when I looked at the calendar, I have a calendar in my bathroom at my workshop. I X'd off a whole week that didn't pass. But my brain <laughs> told me this whole week is already done because mm-hmm. I looked at the, I don't know why, like I X'd right away. And so now it's 7.30 on a Friday night, February 5th. The actual Friday, the next Friday, I think it was February 12th, I was supposed to be on a plane to Arizona. But I had X'd off all the way right up until February 12th for some reason, like sometime around February 3rd. I don't know if you guys are sticking with me on this. Yeah. So I get out of school and I'm hanging out with Dave in the workshop and, you know, it's like it's like 7.30 on Friday night. And I look at the, uh, and I go in the bathroom to use the bathroom and I look up at the wall and I see the calendar and I go, <gasps> I run out in a panic and I run inside to Dave. I'm like, what is today's date? I'm supposed to be on a plane to Arizona right now. And I'm panicking and I'm looking around and I'm like, I could still get a plane at midnight. I could be there tomorrow morning. I could start building this bar at nine, 10 o'clock in the morning. I literally panicked for about 30 seconds and Dave goes, it's February 5th. Calm down. It's February 5th. <laughs> and I calmed down. And, but then I ran in the bathroom and I, I was having one of those moments where you like wake up and you don't know where you are because you slept at a stranger's house or whatever. Um, you ever have a sleepover with a stranger and you wake up and you don't know where you are for like three minutes? Not, not typically, no. Not in a not while. A, not a stranger. <laughs> Not a stranger, but you stay at like your mother's house or something. Oh, yeah, that's totally different. Than- <laughs> I meant to say outside your your routine. Anyway, so I don't know why I did that. I just it was like a brain fart, and I xed off like a whole week. But I remember doing it like you know six, five, four or five days before that. It was the beginning of February, and I'm like, oh, okay, this whole week is gone, and I xed it all off. I'm like, wait a minute. Hmm. Anyway, I panicked, and I had an extra week to get to Arizona, but I really panicked there for a minute. But that's oh, like wow. this fear I live in of always feel like I'm missing something. I'm forgetting something. Hmm. Yeah. So. Hey, Siri, set a reminder for next Tuesday to record a <laughs> podcast at 345. Thank you. Yes. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Cool. Well, we have anything else on uh, <laughs> tools being handy or not handy, getting can, in the way? Can I, uh, I, I think. Can I join the other podcast? <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't. Just forget about it. <laughs> We're making it without you. <laughs> See what I did there. Um, I think uh, the, it extends beyond digital tools because, like, I've told you guys lately that I've given away a bunch of tools. Um, hmm. I've given some things away uh, just recently. Craig, what's up, Craig? I gave him some stuff, and then Derek was in my shop. I gave him some some stuff, and I think I've given away all the tools that I don't need. I have a couple little weird like T track clamps or 
that I don't know what to do with. But I'm I'm thinning out my shop, and it just makes me feel so much better when all these things are not in the way, they're not cluttering up a drawer. I, I and and I know. Jimmy, you have the opposite approach. You want everything, and and you like the look of chaos in your no, shop. No, no, I mean I don't. It's just it's just my it's just my compromise because I, I can't help myself but not clean up. But lately, Willie's been really helping me clean up. He's doing a tremendous oh. job, and uh, I, I come in and like things that have been in place for for years are in boxes, and I try not to get anxious about it because I'm like, you know what? If there's anything I really need, it's in that box. Or you know, we've also been giving a lot of stuff away, just putting it on the street. Mm-hmm. So, no, no, I, I, I need to do more of what you describe. It's just, uh, you know, and when I ultimately move out of here, I'm going to have to do that. There's not going to be a choice. It's funny because, like, I think in regards to that thing, I'm right in between you guys. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't necessarily want to get rid of things that I don't use. I mean, if I don't use it in a really long time, of course, I don't need it. But um, I don't want to just, like, clear everything out to have a minimum amount of stuff because I want to have access to things when I need them. So my focus, instead of getting rid of them, is organizing them and making sure that they're in a place where that, so I don't have to spend half a day looking for whatever tool, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's interesting. We all three have a very different, not too different, but just a different approach to that as well. Right. Well, cool. Well, what um, is the desperation approach? <laughs> <laughs> no time to do anything else. Yeah. And everything's due. No, I don't know. Lately, I feel like I'm just I'm too busy to to like really focus on a lot of different things. So I got I got to kind of reorganize my time. Just my own little anxiousness. So I apologize. And have we just talked about time management before? I, I mean, I know we touch on it almost every week in some sort of way, but time management is something I struggle is not the right word, but it's something I battle a lot. And I know all the things that I'm supposed to do. But I still find like things get in the way, like those extra trips to the store. Like so I just want to talk about time management more in the future, hmm. and 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 there's that that word that you always bring up, Bob, is um, expectations of you. Like I think there are a lot of people there. Like I got in some complaints this week. Complaint, maybe complaint's not the right word, but I've gotten some comments this week. Like you're not putting out enough videos, like you said you were, and I'm like okay, your expectations are different than mine and I'm trying, I'm, I'm doing my best, but things get in the way. And my, you know, you know, my whole business is more than just videos is there's this, there's this whole other world of the blog and everything. So I don't know. I just want to talk about time more. It'd be a good therapy session, at least for me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we could definitely talk about that. It would be interesting to hear when we talk about that to, beforehand to get some input from people listening now, because Ooh. there could be some people that have like really good, you know, time management tips. Mm-hmm. So um, if you guys want to send us those, if you're listening and you want to send them through Twitter or through email or something, maybe we can include some outside ideas in what we talk about. Awesome. So yeah, we'll do that. Um, you guys want to talk about what we're watching? Sure. So for me, uh, I, some people know that I'm a huge baseball fan, baseball nerd. And I was listening to the Cleveland Indians podcast the other day. And one of their starting pitchers, Trevor Bauer, has a YouTube channel. And it's called Bauer Outage, which is an awesome name. <laughs> and <laughs> and so 
he's a, he's a pitcher in the major leagues and he has this YouTube channel and he's really into drones and he's just starting to get into video editing. He says he loves, he just loves video editing and loves drones. And so I recently subscribed to his channel and there's, there's a few drone videos on there um, that show some of his workouts and stuff. But he says he's taken his drones to all the major league baseball parks this year and is going to do flyovers and film them and put them on his channel. So hmm. if you're into baseball, if you're into drones, it could be a cool channel to check out there's only 1500 subscribers and uh he's he just seems like a really cool dude i like anybody who has multiple passions right hmm. so i have multiple passions and, and this guy says you know obviously he loves baseball and he was talking about how he loves college basketball and he loves video editing and, and drones and technologies really cool channel bob yes well for me um i think i'm just gonna say the the video with the shovel so Rob Scallon's video of playing the shovel that I made, it's, I think everybody should see it. It's pretty awesome. He's, he's just really good. Um, he plays all sorts of different types of music. He's a really excellent guitar player. A lot of the videos that he has are heavy metal. Um, but even if that's not your thing, he has a lot of other types of stuff that he's done over the years. So, if I may say, I'm yes. not into heavy metal, but I love his channel because yeah. he's just so talented and he does these little challenges where like one fret, songs or one note songs or whatever and yeah. it just blows my mind yeah so you don't have to be in the heavy metal to like his channel yeah not at all he did um like a few of them recently he did uh, a bach song in the style of heavy metal which was pretty amazing um he's done like he's played some metallic songs backwards have you seen those no he played inner sandman backwards and then reversed the footage so you're listening to it <laughs> forward but he's playing and singing the entire thing backwards it's crazy <laughs> oh he's, he's like in a different place he just does really awesome stuff but a lot oh, of it's wow. just super creative and and super fun so cool go check out rob cool jimmy what are you watching what am i watching i know i've talked about my friend lou before um but i'm going to talk about him again tips from a shipwright you guys have to really tune in and pay attention to this guy he is an amazing old school woodworker boat builder, but all the techniques he talks about are techniques that apply to everything that's handmade and tools and everything. He's just got a million tricks. He talks about how to start a chainsaw. He talks about how to resharpen an old hand saw. And I mean, it's very boat centric because that's what he does for a living, but he really talks about how tools are used and, and little shortcuts and things. You could be inspired by him to reapply some of the techniques he does in building boats to whatever it is you build. And if you build boats, it's a perfect fit. So tips from a shipwright, check them out. Well, before we go, I want to thank uh, John Cornwell, Luis Gonzalez, Sean Petty, and Jeremy White, and everybody else from Patreon for supporting the show. Thank you. Thank you. Very awesome that we get support from people. Helps us keep doing the show. So we're really grateful. And if you want to support the show even a little bit, it'd be awesome. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash making it, or you can just share the show around, leave us a review on iTunes, any of that stuff it would be awesome. Yes. So that's it for number 60. guess we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Good one. Love. Love you. Love you. <laughs> <Is he right? laughs> and cut.